Okay, welcome to take two of uh, episode 14 yeah. of the She Watchfuls podcast. And we did establish earlier, it is definitely episode it's 14. It's definitely 14, yes. Um, so, the She Watchfuls podcast, why do we do it? Because we love it. Yes. <laughs> because we want to. Because we want to. <laughs> <laughs> and because we love it. Yeah. But mostly because we want to emulate Billy Piper. Too true. Yes. Yeah. Don't we all? Um, so we love talking about films. Um, we have no qualifications to talk about films apart from a, a, an online cinema studies course between us, I think, probably. Yeah, well, you, you completed it. I th- most of it. I completed, like, the first two films that were in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did more than that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But we just like watching films and we like re-watching films. We like she-watching yeah. films. And mostly we just love yabbering about them. Basically, yeah. So what we're good at. So bless y'all if you like to listen to us yabber. Yeah. Um, if you want to join us and give us your opinions on films that you've watched, films that you have rewatched or she watched, mm-hmm. you can join us on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. And sometimes Instagram. Yeah. Um, so check us out. We are She Dash Watchables yeah. podcast. Yeah, come follow us. Yeah, us please opinions. do. Yeah, interact with us, please. Please, please do. <laughs> Otherwise, we're just jabbering to us ourselves, which is fine. Which is like which every is other fine. day, to be exactly, fair. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. So this month, we are she-watching another British film. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast just for re-watching British and international, more independent films. Yeah, because the, the, the blockbusters, podcast. yeah, they, they get... Too much coverage. Yeah, way too much. Yeah, yeah. We're so, fighting the little man fight. We are. Little woman fight. We, we are, yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> little person fight. We are looking this month at a 2004 film starring a pre-Bond Daniel Craig as a successful middle management drug dealer. Welcome to the layer cake. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, why layer cake? I've, I've written down why layer cake. Why is it called layer cake? Why is it called, layer, is it called cake? layer cake? Yeah. Mm. It only really tells you at the end, doesn't it? Yeah, I th- it's essentially about the kind of management structure, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a, about dealing. the whole, like, you start at the bottom and you get a load of stuff. Yeah, and then and you, then move, you up. move up a bit and you get some more stuff. Icing. I- icing, Icing, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you eventually, and you keep working your way up through the, the icing layers, but yeah, through yeah. the icing until you get to the top. Frosting. Yeah. 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 We're mixing our metaphors. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> but we're doing it this month. We're doing it this month because of, because of two main reasons. We're, we're doing it... Um, uh, we're celebrating your dad, aren't we? We are, yeah. yes. Uh, three years gone, peace out, Pops. Um, but this was his... One of his favourite films um, that he just... He rewatched so many times and kept telling me that I need needed to watch it. And he was right. And he was so right and I just never got round to watching it. And I don't know how because, like, it's always on TV. Literally, yes. Which is, you know, I would come in at, like, 10 o'clock at night and he'd be sat there watching either this or Viva Vendetta or Hot <laughs> Fuzz. Oh, all good choices. I know, all very yeah. good choices. Um, he'd be watching one of them yeah. again. You know, on film four or five star or whatever. Five star. <laughs> oh, it's not that. Bad. It has occasional five star films. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. It was definitely his favourite film, and I just never got around to watching it with him. Terrible, terrible daughter that I am. Um, but you've you've rectified it now. I've rectified you've it made now, it right. and I loved it. Yes. Thank you very much for the recommendation, pops. Yes, and I'm sure he loved it because it's a twisty, turny, 
gritty gangland <laughs> thriller and not because of Sienna Miller in her underpants. Absolutely not. The same reason that my granddad loves Bond the Violin Quartet is for the music and not for the outfits. Of course, of course. <laughs> so we're also doing it this month because of Bond. It's almost Yay! upon us. It's almost upon so us. So excited. I am getting excited now. I had a spell where I was just a bit sick of seeing that trailer. <laughs> really sick of seeing the trailer. But, but the now... newest trailer, the final trailer, just looks so I good. I know, it really does. Yeah, and power to the females. I know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they look so excited about that. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, I do need to book a ticket. We're actually away when it's out. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, we need to. There's got to be a cinema where you're going. Not far, yeah, mm-hmm. not far. We'll you want, get do you there. want to see it on a big screen to start like with, though? To. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, I don't know, anywhere. We, we've got super screen tickets booked to our Excellent. local cineplex. Very and, good. Um, I am very excited. Yes. Yeah. I know. I, I know. I'm worried about what Mr Betty's going to make of the humongous massive screen, though, because when I upgraded our TV from, like, a 28-inch to a 41-inch, that was too much. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how it goes in the super screen. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> very scary. Yeah. <laughs> so we are excited about Bond, officially mm-hmm. excited about Bond. Yeah, super, super. Um, it's one... Back to Lake, eh? Um, <laughs> we had a... a, a uh, 7.3 on IMDb, which I think is, mm-hmm. I think it could have been higher than that. Yeah, I, think it I would have been higher. Uh, it won the Empire Award for Best Director, which mm-hmm. is not really an award, is it, to be fair? No, but, but the, the, um, bless them, bless them. Um, and we're going to. <sighs> I'm going to get this out of the way. Okay. I'm going to get this out of the way. We normally do, is it a more movie, somewhere in, in the nether regions of the, of the podcast? Mm hmm. I'm going to get it out of the way first. Well, since it's one of our kind of remits of doing the podcast, in it a way, is. we should. It is. We can bump it. We're up. putting, yeah, we're putting a female yeah. perspective on on these uh, these films. Matthew Vaughan, first time director. Mm-hmm. He produced a couple of films before this. Yes, similar in like theme. Yes, but not necessarily in tone. tone. And I think that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he'd done Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels mm-hmm. and Snatch. Snatch. Yes, before this. Mm-hmm. Um, which were directed by Guy Ritchie, and of course Guy Ritchie was supposed to direct this. He was supposed this. to do this, yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, under any other business, um, the house that uh, X goes into at the yeah. beginning, that's Guy Ritchie's house. Oh, no way. That's Guy Ritchie's house. <gasps> wow, lucky Guy Ritchie. I know, I know, I oh. know. Well, it was at the time. Probably got a much better house now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, yeah, so first-time director Matthew Vaughan, he has since done Kick-Ass, Kingsman, Stardust, X-Men First Class... Mm. With the, with the exception of Stardust, I, I don't know if any of these films that he's made so far are more movies. No, I don't. Yeah, and I'm just going to put it out there: Has Matthew Vaughan ever written or directed a rounded female character? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. I'm going to have to take your first answer. <laughs> about to say um Claire Dane's star in Star yes yeah she, you know she's got she carries a bit of that film and she has a she good does. personality and they kind of build her character up to an extent as, as much as you can from a fallen star yeah to be fair though his uh, I suppose layer cake isn't isn't his source material is it no uh, book was written by JJ Connolly but Stardust is a Neil Gaiman um, yeah Story. True. Very so, true. Good yeah, point. Yeah. So, yes, Stardust is the exception, but I think he's working with different source material, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. 
Apparently, after the uh, after the first Kingsman film came out, and the bit at the end, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go through it because this is a family podcast. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if you just Google Matthew Vaughan feminist, um, the first ten hits are about this particular thing, okay. so you'll, you'll you'll figure it out. I'm going to um, Google that. <laughs> yeah, or, or maybe don't. Um, <laughs> but after the first Kingsman film, he was quoted saying, "Some bloody feminists are accusing me of being a misogynist." <laughs> Uh, these are yeah. not the views of the She Watchables no, podcast. No, please just, do not just know, use that as a clip. Just, just <laughs> reporting that some people said that. Oh dear. Uh, so, ironically, did he say that? Maybe. No, I don't I think know. he did. I think he meant. I think he meant parts of Kingsman to be ironic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he failed. Yeah. I'm going to say I that. Don't, I'm not. I know Kingsman is a very popular film with a lot of people, but yeah. I'm not. The biggest fan. I don't get the buzz about it. No, no. Um, I like bits of it, but yeah. it's very tonally uneven. Mm. And yes, it, it does not represent its female characters. No. Very well Mm-mm. at all. As really do, do, do none of his films. No. Um, and, you know, I say that with a heavy heart because I really like Layer Cake. I think it's fabulous. But the female characters are very, very badly served. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yep. Um, and under Is It a More movie... Um, I've just put there's a deleted scene with Charlie, Eddie's daughter, Eddie's yeah. daughter, Eddie's daughter, yeah, yeah. Um, and some school friends, uh, and they're, they're trying to get her to try uh, smoking weed, right. and that's the only part of the entire film. It's in a deleted scene, it's not even in the film. Um, that's the only bit of the film where two female characters talk to each other. Mm, okay, and it's it's literally it's the worst written thing. And it's not even good. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. Try oh, some of this. Oh no, I can't because my dad he doesn't like drugs. He he's very oh, anti drugs. Um, oh go on, what's the worst that can happen? She has a little puff. Mm-hmm. The next thing she's a raging cokehead. <laughs> it's just awful. So even the only oh, bit that might make it come under you know past yeah. the Bechdel test is just awful, awful, awful. Um, oh. And. Come on, Matthew, step it up for your next movie, dear, will you? Dear me. Sally Hawkins is fabulous. Mm-hmm. What is everything. she? Yeah, when is she not yeah, fabulous? Absolutely. But what she's actually asked to do in this film is pretty terrible. Yeah, I mean, she does it amazingly well. Yeah. Considering, like, you can see what quality and class she has as an actress. Definitely. Um, yeah. You know, she applies that quality playing Slash. Slash? slash. Well, her name is Sasha, but they call her Slasher. Slasher. Yeah. 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 Um, not everyone could play a crazy, screeching... No. ...drug addict sort of gangster woman, I guess. No, absolutely you know. not. Um, but so she's she obviously... Yeah, she does it amazingly, but she's obviously been told to dial it up to 11 and be oh. as annoying as humanly possible. Yes, definitely. Um, and I know she's playing Duke's girlfriend, but you know they could have they could just have easily have made her just an annoying bloke, mm-hmm. couldn't they? But yeah. they have to make her a woman. The most annoying character in the film... Is, is a woman and apparently according to Matthew Bond there were cheers in the auditorium when she got shot oh, no. at the premiere which is quite mean spirited oh that is I mean I think yeah I mean it's kind of <laughs> that scene is like funny but that's mean cheering yeah, when it she is. gets shot it is that's a bit cold yeah. people <laughs> yeah it really is yeah um, and Sienna Miller mm-hmm. um, her character could be so much rounder yeah it's what she was. I don't mean physically. Just <laughs> <laughs> to clarify. Um, yeah, it's okay. So, Sienna, I love you now. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily love you back then because, as in this film, just kind of playing like a, a arm candy yeah. girl, 
not really playing anything, but maybe just appearing as yourself. Yeah. Um, just there to be the pretty girlfriend or whatever. Um, but now, you know, um, we know she has far more range than that. Yeah. And it's worth so much more as an actress than just being a bit of arm candy. And as you, um, as you said, maybe she did then. Yeah, yeah, But just exactly. wasn't seen that way. Yeah. And this character had so much potential. Mm-hmm. They could have shown her as being on the inside, you yeah. know, luring X, you know, to, to the hotel room so they could get kidnapped and luring him out onto the steps so he could get shot at the end of the film. Sorry, mm-hmm. spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, we do spoil this film, by the way. So oh, absolutely. Please do go yeah, and watch, go and watch it, it if you haven't seen it. Um, you know, they could have, just with a couple more lines, mm-hmm. you know, they could have made her into an interesting character. Yeah, because instead not. she's just sat there making herself pretty, waiting for a phone call. Exactly. Ex, the phone call is quite funny. <laughs> yeah, actually, that is quite, quite funny. But she, she's, all, she's got the upper hand in that conversation, actually. That's Most about definitely. the old, yeah, yeah. I do love the fact that, like, his life is falling apart around him. <laughs> and yet he still he thinks, to make a booty oh, call. do you know what? Yeah, I want a booty <laughs> yeah, call. I'm yeah. just going to ring this gorgeous Definitely. girl. In public yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, oh, bless. So it doesn't actually, it doesn't really say much for the men in this film. No, <laughs> this film, true. You know, it treat, true. treats men and yeah. women with equal disdain, <laughs> I think. <laughs> true, yeah. True. <laughs> Rightly yes, or wrongly. <laughs> please, Matthew Vaughan, just, just, yeah, just try harder. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The rest of the cast. It is It is probably one of our most British films that we've done so far. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's British apart from Sienna Miller. Yeah. Who we've agreed is honorary British. Yeah, totally. Yes. Totally. Even though um, she was born in the US. Yeah. She does posh British accent. She oh, does. that was a mouthful. As good as anybody else. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone else is British. Uh, Matthew Vaughan, JJ Connolly wrote the book... Who have we got? Um, Cole Meany, who is amazing <laughs> in everything. Yeah. Oh, so I good. do love him. I know. He's really, like, even essentially, when he does being, play the same character. Yeah, but, but I was thinking about this, and even like in Connor, he plays a real jerk. Yes. And in Under Siege, if I remember rightly, he plays a real jerk. In this, his character is a jerk because he's a drug dealer's yeah. errand boy, set-up yes. man, whatever you want to call it. But he's so lovable. He is. He's so lovable. Yeah. Um, so, I think he's yeah. just a likeable actor, isn't it? But that's just Colin. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He's fabulous. Love you, and yeah, and a brilliant actor. Mm-hmm. See me we're talking about with Slasher and Duke. Yeah. Um, where the where they they are oft. Yeah. It's just hilarious. He says <laughs> nothing. I don't think he actually says anything in the whole scene. Yeah. But when he shoots Slasher. Yeah. He has a little eyebrow raise. Oh, was that necessary? Yeah. <laughs> and then when he shoots Duke, like, yeah, that was fair enough. Yeah, and he does all of this without saying a word, yeah. just in his face. It's brilliant. Um, Daniel Craig does a similar thing when they say that he's going to be working with Duke. Mm-hmm. And there's a deleted scene that goes on for ages where they discuss Duke and why he doesn't want to work with him. And, mm-hmm. uh, and they just cut it out because Daniel's fa- Daniel Craig's face worried... Uh, yeah. Just that face. That's just like, all you please need. No, please, no, please, you don't no. need a ten minute mm-hmm. um, scene to yeah. show. It's just like, ah, oh, no, not working with him. Yeah. What an idiot. Absolute liability. Yeah. Who else we got? Ben Wishaw. <sighs> Love him. Oh. Love him in everything. Yeah. Even when he's a fuzzy bear. Especially when he's a fuzzy bear. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but he's wonderful as uh, Sydney, mm-hmm. um, Duke's nephew. I don't know if you've been in much until this um, I don't know if this was this is 
among his first acting jobs, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, to be honest, when I've I've not got anything written down on here that is sort of that is before Lake yeah, Peak time, uh, so yeah, probably not very much to start with, I would imagine. But he's fabulous, and I I'm gonna put him in as my MVP. Nice. Because I just think he, he's he's only got so many lines, but mm-hmm. you know he brings X and Tammy together. Mm-hmm. You know, and then obviously because he's got the connection with the Duke. Yeah. Um, and then obviously at the end he shoots him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he's just got these little. He just pops into the story, does a thing, goes away again. Yeah. And he just holds it all together. Yeah, he in does. his own little way. Even though his character is probably one of the most messy characters yeah. in it. Definitely. Um, it, yeah, he is kind of the glue that sticks them all together and yeah, and keeps the story moving. I guess. Yeah, yeah, he often is. Um, but I was I was just thinking about like um, little facial expressions mm-hmm. and and not needing dialogue. Yeah. So the bit where there's the police raid and they all leg that's it. Not the police. The police raid. Not the police, raid, the police, the police raid. raid. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they all leg it into the boat at, uh-huh. on the river, and he almost doesn't make it. That's right, yeah, he falls out he of falls, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in typical funny. character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he manages to get into the boat and he uh-huh. kind of looks really deflated and, I mean, he looks drowned because he's just had a dunk in the river, but he actually looks like something else is going on yes. there. And I, at first I thought, is oh, he in on is it? he in on it? Yeah, yeah. Is, is, does he know that wasn't a yeah. real raid yeah. and stuff? And he's like, thank goodness we've just got away with yeah. that. But actually what you realise at the end of the film is, no, he's just Pen putting dropped. everything together yeah. and he's realising that he's basically getting stuffed over and his exactly. uncle's kind of... I mean, his uncle was killed because he was a drug dealer, but he's kind yeah. of also been killed because of X and, yeah. and what's gone on there. And yeah. It's like, whoa. Yeah, and he's, he's almost... He's moving up the layer cake as well. Mm-hmm. Because even um, Burn Garman's uh, character, Gaza, he he's he's underneath mm-hmm. Duke, but he still is ordering Sydney about. Yeah, you know everyone's got someone They're who they answer order, to yeah. and someone who they can kick. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know Sydney's kind of moving up yeah. through the pecking order. Everyone moves up when someone gets eliminated, don't yeah. they? You know, so I feel like that's like that scene in the boat is like a mo- a moment of his sort of lucidity. Yeah, um, and then shooting X at the end is really just him just flipping out again yes because it's like yeah. mate you're going to jail and you're gonna go to jail yeah. for a long time and he even apologizes to him yeah he, he does yeah him. Like... <laughs> oh, just... short, nicest hitman in town. <laughs> <laughs> oh he's great but yeah it's just like it's it's british film royalty you've got dexter mm-hmm. fletcher Oh. Um, who plays Cordy uh, for the first like couple of times I saw the film I couldn't figure out which one was Cordy and which one was Tiptoes yeah. but he does play Cordy he also plays a Cordy in Kick-Ass oh right yeah, oh, oh, okay yeah. Yeah. nice um, you've got um, Michael Gambon um, as Eddie oh mm-hmm. man his library oh, oh I love his library it's beautiful yes mm-hmm. I would love a library with a secret door made after mm-hmm. books <laughs> um, Kenneth Cranham uh, Tom Hardy Tom oh. Hardy um, on the commentary, um, I, I'm not sure if it's um, the writer or director says, I think Tom's going to be big. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not in stature. 
Yeah. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> but in star quality. In star quality, indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spoke about Sienna Miller and George, George Harris as Morty. Oh, Kingsley Shacklebolt forever. <laughs> Kingsley Shacklebolt. <laughs> so sorry. Indeed. I always have to bring it up. Yeah, yeah. He's such Everything. an amazing character. I know. I, I think maybe Harris. when we're done with Richard Curtis, we should move on to... Um, what, <laughs> can we connect everything to Harry Potter? Yeah. Or just Kingsley Shacklebolt, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Just Kingsley. While, while we're on, how many degrees of Richard Curtis? How did you do? Oh, right. Um, yeah. So, uh, mine are like minimalist this month, shall okay. we say. I'm going well, to paint them as minimalist. I mean, I, 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 I struggled with this, despite the fact that you can literally go anywhere from mm-hmm. this film. Right. You can go to Harry Potter through yeah. Michael Gambon, George Harris. You can go to Doctor Who via Byrne Gorman, Torchwood. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole Meany leads us to the Star Trek franchise. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, we've got Bond. Yeah, Daniel Craig and Ben Whishaw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you can literally go anywhere, and don't forget the Tomb Raider franchise with Daniel Craig as well. So, yeah, of course, know. of course, the Tomb Raider franchise. <laughs> How could I I'm forget? Just shoot How in. could I forget? Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you could go anywhere. I, I already, I came up with one which we'd, we've kind of already done. You've got the connection to the Paddington franchise. Okay, of yes, of course. Uh, just incidentally, uh, how many films do you have to have to have a franchise? I would have said like two. Enough, I mean, I'm, I'm going two for Tomb Raider, calling two? that a franchise, that a but franchise? maybe not. No. I think you'd have to go no. through it. For me, it's three. I'm not sure if there's a technical. Maybe yeah, we need to investigate it. But Sally Hawkins and Ben Wishaw go to Paddington, mm-hmm. um, and then Paddington Two starred Hugh Grant, a fabulous villain. Is um, the only person in this lineup of sort of um, main cast? Mm-hmm. Is Sienna Miller the only person that's not in a franchise? Possibly. Yeah, I think you might Feel be like right. she's never franchised. Yeah. Going for the indie. Unless unless you know different, dear listener. Yeah, oh, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can go anywhere, so mm-hmm. I don't know why I found this so difficult. But go on. Go oh, on. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's hear yours. <laughs> so, yeah, so my minimalist versions. Matthew Vaughan directs Kingsman, mm-hmm. which stars Colin Firth, who is in Love Actually, written and directed by Richard Oh, Curtis. my word. Why did I not get that? That's Love ridiculous. Actually is like the centre of the British, British film, film world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything can be traced back to Love Actually. It can. And therefore, obviously, Richard Curtis. But, um, yeah, because my other one is Michael Gambon. Okay. Was uh, in Harry yeah, Potter with Alan Rickman, We Miss You. Oh. Um, who was obviously in Love, Love Actually. Actually with Richard Curtis. Unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't... Why did I not pick those up? Yeah. Just I like could have got, Do you know what I've just realised that like I've I've gone all around the world for my um, yeah. for my Richard and I could have shortcutted, I could have shortcutted <laughs> to, but I'm not going to cut them out because they're ladies, and yes. we're striking a blow for ladies. Go for it. Matthew Vaughan wrote and directed Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Apparently, I didn't watch it, <laughs> but um, which also starred Michael Gambon, mm-hmm. and it also featured Emily Watson. Right. Oh, okay. Emily Watson, um, who was in Miss Potter. Right. With Renny Zellweger. Cool, okay. Who was in Bridget Jones's Diary, written by Richard Curtis. Yay. Which oh, also stars blooming Colin Firth. Yeah, he's in So, everything. yeah, I could have kind of cut all the... He I could have cut everything. them out, but I'm not going to cut the ladies well, out. No, represent well you. Uh, for bonus points, um, Emily Watson was also in War Horse, which was written by oh, Richard Curtis. Okay. You forget about the ones that he wrote. Yeah. And didn't yeah. Uh, direct. Mm-hmm. But there you go. Um, we didn't do, of course, uh, how rewatchable is it? I've got on your first viewing, 
we've already established that your first viewing was <laughs> yeah. this week. Yes. So, you know, you've got That's some so catching long up ago. to do. <laughs> um, I think I first watched it on one of the many, many, many uh, reruns on Channel 4 or Film 4. Or 5 Star. Or 5 Star, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, think, I, I think it's really rewatchable mm-hmm. because you don't necessarily get all the connections the first time. Yeah. Uh, or if you do, you know, it, it, it rewards repeat viewing, doesn't it? Because you pick yes. little things up. Definitely. Because I think if you hadn't have said to me, you're going to need to concentrate <laughs> to watch this, yes. I, I feel like I followed it quite well purely because yes. you said you're going to need to concentrate. Yeah. Because yeah. if you hadn't said that, I probably would have done what I usually do, which is like do the occasional like yeah. reply to a text while still keeping one eye on the screen or whatever. No and double I screen. Have a clue what was going on, and yeah. I'd have been yeah like uh oh definitely I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, have to, to rewatch this back. just to yeah. follow the story definitely. and who's, who's double crossing double crossing who? who and everything definitely. And triple crossing. Um, but yeah, I can see why it would need a rewatch. Like, like you would initially think I need to rewatch this yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but just rewatch it now anyway because it's fab. It really is. Yeah. 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 It's a fab. And I mean, fa- fast forward or check your social media as we've established, no double screening in no. this one because you will have zero clue what's going on. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't think you can miss anything out. I mean, there's nothing, there's no, no there's big chunks where nothing's it. happening. Yeah. 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 There's something driving all the, the time. story all the time. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. Definitely no fast forwarding. What. Is your favourite scene? Have you got any favourite scenes? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tell us again. Yeah. <laughs> Play it again, Sam. <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> the thing is, this is this is proper pure, genuine laughing again. Thinking about this scene. <laughs> um, so the freezer beating. Were. <laughs> I don't know if that's I, even the best way I'm to describe disturbed. it. But <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, there is a point in the film. Mm where uh, Colmini's character thinks that Daniel Craig's character has murdered Eddie. Just, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, sorry. I do get the This is why I'm using the actor's names exactly. because I'm just yeah. like, so yeah. confused with yeah. you two. Um, so, yeah, he thinks that he's murdered Jimmy just kind of... just In cold blood. Yeah, in yeah. cold blood with no good reason if there is ever a good yeah. reason to murder someone. He was um, in that as well, wasn't he, Daniel Craig? In cold blood. <laughs> He was. I think he was. I think that was the Truman Capote movie. Was it? Very good in that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, Sorry. No, it's fine. Footnote. My mistake. Daniel Craig was in the film Infamous, based on the Truman Capote book in Cold Blood, and not the film Capote, also based on the same book. There is no such film as in Cold Blood. Got that? Clear as mud. Um, so yeah, that that scene is it's like uncomfortable. It, it is. made me nervous laugh, but at yeah. the same time, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I am now slightly because, worried and edging yeah, away. Yeah, so you know, beating Daniel Craig into a bloody pulp using you don't a freezer. See it very often these days. Anyone mm-hmm. beating Daniel Craig to a bloody pulp? No. To be fair, and you do don't you? often see people getting beat up with a freezer or in very a freezer. Rarely. But yeah, just um, George Harris trying to. Break down the door yeah. on the other side, yeah. wondering what on earth is going on. And by the time he gets in there, Daniel Craig's like half dead on the yes. floor. And uh, kudos to the makeup department for uh, making him look so beaten up. Because, yeah, ow. Yeah. It makes you like, oh, oh hold your the, face just thinking about it's it. It's the bit when he kicks him again. Yeah. 
yeah, just to add insult. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't see that. You normally Mm -mm. see the tough guys taking Mm. a beating, Mm -hmm. don't you? And it looks like it doesn't hurt. Yes. And clearly, I've never been beaten up. I have no intention of, you know, it's not an ambition (laughs) of mine, um, but I'm guessing it really hurts. Yeah. So, you know, it's nice to see someone that it actually exactly yeah this is i mean there's a lot of shooting Mm. in the film there's quite a bit of beating but there's repercussions to it all definitely that's what i like it isn't just like it's not a comic book film is Mm -hmm. it no people just get beaten up and we move on they're all right exactly yeah 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 daniel craig looks properly yeah because he's still walking around looking half beaten up in scenes and days afterwards as well so definitely Uh, but good on cole meany because i reckon he must have had a lot of fun filming that as well (laughs) (laughs) he looked like he was really enjoying it (laughs) definitely definitely Um, yeah, weirdly, my, one of my favourite scenes is, is a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fight in the cafe, in the depressing oh, cafe. Oh my goodness, yeah. So good. And you were worried about me. Like, <laughs> like I know, in the free but you, you kind of don't see That's the bad. beating though, do you? Because you see it from, you know, from yeah. Freddie's point of view. Yeah. Um, and apparently the way they did that was they put a camera in a really tough polystyrene ball. Right. And then they just gave it to George Harris and just said like, <laughs> you kick seven shades out of this thing okay. do what you like with it just like beat it up uh-huh. and I think they went through three lenses three camera lenses <laughs> and there is a shot in it where they're using the last camera lens they've got and uh-huh. it's, it's kind of um, uh, it's scuffed mm-hmm. and Matthew Vaughan was saying they're gutted about that shot right. because you know you can see that the lens is scuffed but I didn't even think about it I noticed yeah. it and I thought well they're trying to make it look like that's his vision <laughs> you yeah, know his vision so you did kind it on purpose, mate. exactly yeah, yeah that's what I thought <laughs> But I think it's a really inventive way mm-hmm. of filming a, a scene like that. Yeah. You know, you really, my word, you feel yeah. you feel it, don't yeah. you? Because it's from your point of view, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and just the way they juxtapose it with Duke's death. Yeah. And the soundtrack, Duran Duran. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but it just seems to work. <laughs> it's it seems so to work. surreal. Yeah, just the way the so music surreal. amps up once the yeah. you know, fight starts. And then when they come out of the cafe and you've got that spinning tracky roundy woundy shot so that's mm-hmm. a technical cinematography <laughs> term um, but you know the, you know the thing I, I mean yeah, yeah. Um, I just think that scene is just really yeah. really good really and good scene the, the tea the pouring of the oh, tea at the man, end I, know, I feel yeah. like that is cold I mean the tea's no, not I think cold it's very clearly yeah, hot <laughs> but that is, is. Yeah. wow ouch yeah. but then you you know you get the backstory and you think uh, yeah you can you know. kind of understand why he raged yeah, yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah um, <laughs> that's funny as well actually <laughs> yeah see it's got it, it's, it is really dark humour but it it's really it is yeah the funny bits are funny yeah they are but definitely um, a step down this is a different tone from the Guy Ritchie films yeah it's not like tongue in cheek is it no it's not it's like you say it's black humour yeah yeah rather yeah. Than it's not like Cotton Rhyming slang wide boy exactly yeah. yeah it's a lot more gritty apparently he was looking at films like the Long Good Friday, that kind of film to, mm-hmm. to you know, to get his influences. And I think it shows, doesn't it? Because yeah, it is definitely. feels feels realistic. You feel the repercussion. Mm-hmm. One of my other favourite scenes is the uh, Jimmy's assassination. Mm-hmm. Um and the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack yeah. to that um that scene. It is, I've written it down. Craig Armstrong, it's a track called Ruthless Gravity and it's that electronic boop 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 right. boop. But it's exactly like that. Um, <laughs> Spotify, it's amazing. I'm gonna... But it's but it's when when he realizes that it's kill or be killed. Yeah. And he comes back to his flat and he's pacing up and down. He's drinking, um, and then you get that zoomy into the eyes scene and the zoomy out from the eyes scene. Yeah. Uh, it's just such a good yeah. scene. It is. It's a bit. Um, it's a bit like a mental break. 
It down, is, yeah. Isn't it? It's it's a crossing of a line. Yes. Certainly. Like and then you like mind is just like broken with yes. what's happening and what's going on and what he's definitely knows he's kinda of gotta do as well. And you think he's gonna bottle it when he puts the mm-hmm. gun down and then he doesn't. Yeah. And then it zooms out and oh man. Yeah. It kinda of reminds me of um I don't want to spoil a Breaking Bad as well as Layer Cake, mm-hmm. but there's an episode in Layer Cake where a, a character, there's an episode in Breaking Bad where a character has to shoot another character, yes. which you may remember. Yes. And I remember that just like it hit me in the stomach. Uh-huh. You feel it, yeah, you really Because it do. feels like a real person uh-huh. shooting dead another real yeah. person, mm-hmm. and what are the repercussions of that? Yeah, you know. And as we find out in Breaking Bad. The repercussions aren't good. No. Um, you know, and, and this is it. It's a line crossed, isn't it? And it, it feels kind of real. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I like about it. Yeah. It's, you know, that is a good scene. It's not, you know, comic. Yeah. Comic book violence. It's it's real violence. I've just had a thought, actually. In um, in the freezer beating scene, um, Duke's, Duke's in that freezer. I know. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, he is in the freezer at that point because they, they show him. Afterwards, don't they? They do. They show he's in the fridge. Oh, and then but... he says, you're not in there because I like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, earlier on in the film, mm-hmm. when Colmini's chopping the head off the fish, which is a, a foreshadowing yes. of what happens to Duke... Um, is he in the freezer then? Because I was trying to put the timeline together. Yeah. And I'm thinking, was he in the freezer then? Because he opens the freezer oh, and yeah, chucks the fish course. in. And X is there. Yeah. And like you just think if he'd have looked to the to the yeah. side for a second, is Duke mm. actually there? But I can't quite put the timeline together. Though. But potentially he yeah. is, yeah, definitely. Footnote. Jamie Foreman, who we have to say is an amazing actor, is the son of former South London gangster Freddie Foreman. According to Matthew Vaughan, the head of his character Duke, which is delivered to Dragon the Serbian hitman, was a prop from another film where he was decapitated. Which must have saved them some money. I think I've written down that a lot of my favourite bits are not scenes, but the shots. Mm -hmm. Ben Davis is the DP who I should have looked up to if he's done anything Mm -hmm. else. But the way that some of the shots are filmed and just framed. The the greenhouse, the big greenhouse at the beginning where Mm -hmm. you've got all the flowers. um, And then you've got the, um, the warehouse at the end and all the lights when X is just standing in the little office. Yeah. with Eddie and you see all the lights and just the way it's all lined up mm-hmm. um, just the, um, the the little segues, there's a bit where they segue across a table from some pills to someone lighting a cigar and we're in the golf club mm-hmm. um, the lift that goes down that turns into the Bentley driving along the road it's not just thrown together this film is it? No. You know the editing's great I haven't written down who the editor is I, I'm surprised it didn't. it wasn't nominated for more yeah. uh, awards to be honest yeah true because um, it is really, it is really slick. Like yeah, like you said, um, your cinematographer is or director of photography is yeah. obviously amazing at what he does. But yeah. it must have come as well from Matthew Vaughan's yeah. like vision for it. Yeah, um, props to him. Yeah, I've got a little bit of a write up that he did for mm-hmm. Empire magazine. Uh, maybe off the back of em- getting Empire an award. Empire, the, the awards is him <laughs> yeah. the best director maybe off for this the back film. of getting an award, yeah. Um, and he does talk about like the feel that he wanted for the film because obviously yeah. he'd worked on Snatch and Lockstock before, but of he course. wanted to do this differently. And it is, you can and tell. It, it definitely yeah. is, yeah. So he just said, um, when I came to make Layer Cake, I sat down with my cinematographer and showed him all the postcards and photographs I collected, everything that suggested the look that I wanted. For me, movies are meant to be glamorous and escapist, so I watched some of my favourite movies and wondered what they had in common. 
I realised they were all shot with anamorphic lenses. Mm-hmm. Need to look that one up. <laughs> um. Footnote. An anamorphic lens, according to Google, captures an extremely wide field of view without distorting faces, resulting in a smooth, shallow depth of field in the centre of the frame with a dreamy fall-off towards the edge. It was first used in tanks in the First World War to give soldiers inside a better view of the outside. Layer Cake was one of Ben Davis's first films as DP. He has since worked again with Matthew Vaughan on Stardust, Kick-Ass and the upcoming The King's Man, and also on such visually stunning films such as Three Billboards, Captain Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy, but also Dumbo. I'm sure it will have looked amazing, even if the film itself wasn't all that. So we did lots of tests, just took our time and really planned the movie. We picked locations, angles, lenses and costumes. It sounds crazy considering it's a British movie, but I wanted it to have an American feel. Um, American movies for me are still the most cinematic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an argument for another day. I know, But, yeah. uh, but I, I know. think he's right in what he achieved. He yeah. certainly achieved what he set out to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It looks amazing. Um, the opening, just the opening sequence with the voiceover. I mean, we can argue about whether voiceovers are good or bad. I think it depends on the film. Yeah, me too, really. Um, but just that whole setup of this is how organised crime started, mm-hmm. this is where we are now, mm-hmm. and uh, the SCUK logo, yeah. amazing. I know, amazing. It's, it's such um, a cool opener. It is. The, one of the executive producers was a, a founding member of FCUK. Oh, right, okay. That's how, <laughs> that's how they managed to put that in there. Right. Um, otherwise, I think that would have cost them the entirety of their £4 million a budget. Of pennies. Yes, yes. Yeah. But yeah, it's really good. But that, that scene where he walks into the pharmacy, even though it's a stylized pharmacy, it's mm-hmm. not a real pharmacy, the, the shelves stress me out. <laughs> the shelves. I don't know who's doing the facing up in that place. But they need to have a not me. No, there's just pampers everywhere. It's um, yeah, but it's such a good. Scene. Maybe maybe he'd gotten in at the end of a busy week. Maybe like yeah. Easter week or something. Possibly. Yeah, that's true. He's gone in at Christmas. Yeah. Most pharmacies probably look like that at true. the end of that week. Yeah, true. Yeah, where do these gotch put them anyway? Anyway, but the film starts with the voiceover mm-hmm. and the making of the pills and mm-hmm. whatnot. You got um, uh, X and Clarky um, making the powders. Yeah, haven't you at the beginning? Uh, I've got to say, um, you know, from, from a pharmaceutical point of view, I think Daniel Craig's character does mix the powders much better yeah. than Tom Hardy. He's not what he's doing, to be fair. But anyway. <laughs> um, and then it ends, the film ends with the making of the pills and the, yeah. and the voiceover and an armed robbery. Mm-hmm. So you've got that nice little bookend. Yeah. It's not thrown together, this film. It's not, no. It's, it's really very smart in the way it's put it's, together. I think it's under, been underrated, I think, mm-hmm. over the years. I love the James Bond in the mirror bit. He just looks like James Bond. <gasps> yeah. He just looks like it James really Bond. He really does. And it kind of throws on its head the whole... I think we did it... Was it Was it, um, was it in the Hot Fuzz? Where you've got the mirror where someone... That trope where someone opens the bathroom mirror and when mm-hmm. they put it back, there's something there's behind someone there. <laughs> But in this film, uh-huh. there's something behind the mirror. Yeah. It's subverted. I know, it did. Like, I, when yeah. I saw that mirror, I was like, oh, oh no, it's going to jump in there. It's going to, like... Put the bullet in someone's head or something. Exactly, but it's not. No. But the, the twist is that there's something behind the mirror. Yeah. There's not something behind it. But then I thought, that's not a smart place to leave all your stash. True. Yeah. Like that. Surely that's the first place people that break into your house would are going to go. Would they? In a hole behind your bathroom cabinet. Yeah, but 
You're going to try and open a bathroom cabinet, aren't True, you? True, yeah. And see if there's anything in there. Yeah. Yeah, but there was stuff in the cabinet, but it was behind yeah, the cabinet, yeah. wasn't but it? But I reckon... Because like, you spend... might be like just fluky and lucky and true. just accidentally, and just accidentally pop it open. This is I true. This is true. I must admit, I spent far too much time trying to identify all the drugs that were in his cabinet. <laughs> I did see some paracodal in there. Paracodal. Um, well, Aspro Clear, I think, as well. Right. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> um, where are we up to? Is there any running and is there any good food? Uh, running, yes. There is lots of running. Well, is there though? Well, there's a lot of running out of that the, warehouse. Yes, when when the when cops the, in inverted commas yes. raid the warehouse. Yes, yeah. there's a lot of people doing a lot of running. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, that there was is the only running, running I could think of. Yeah, yeah. But I just thought there's that, that counted for a lot of running because yeah. there's a lot of people running all at once. True. True. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, it's quite important running. To be fair, it is important running. Like they all need to get out, out of dodge. It. They do. Yeah. 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 Um, the good food. There's quite a lot of booze. There is a lot. It's of not booze. not quite as much as our last uh, last month's film, <laughs> <laughs> but still quite a lot. I demand more booze. <laughs> <laughs> the food, it starts off looking pretty good, with mm-hmm. um, like the fancy food or the promise of fancy food in the country club. Yes, but then we end up in and no offense to like um, little calves because there's plenty of amazing yeah. little calves that do amazing brekkies out there. Oh yeah. But that one in the film doesn't look that appetizing, and then the way that guy eats it is it's really a little unappetizing. Bit, yeah, it's yeah. Potentially put me off a cut breakfast for a week yeah. or two. It just makes me think of the the cafe from The Apprentice where the losers always had to go <laughs> to discuss how dreadful they had been. <laughs> Get to the greasy spoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're fired. Oh, mm. the, and the, now this is interesting. You'll like this. Okay. And you'll like when you rewatch it. The, um, oh man, I've not written his name down. I can't remember his name. Um, one of the one of the Scousers. Mm-hmm. The one that isn't Mick from Brookside. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you've got him. Um, he has a lollipop. In his house. Yeah. He does. Um, Apparently, he was asking, maybe he was, you know, method acting. Mm -hmm. I I think I need a lollipop. Can I have a lollipop? Okay. Matthew Vaughan said, Of course, you can have a lollipop. You know, that's going to be my thing. I have a lollipop. Okay. And he brandishes the lollipop quite a lot. He does, I noticed that. Puts it in his mouth, takes it out of his mouth, brandishes it about. They didn't realise until after they were editing the scene that he'd used several lollipops and they weren't all the same (laughs) colour. (laughs) (laughs) So they had to digitally grade. The no. lollipop, so that it's the same colour all the way through. Oh. But yeah, the second time I watched it this time, I spent a lot of time watching to see if I could identify mm. the one that was the real colour and the one that had been digitally graded. I want to know if that guy is in many other films now, because <laughs> that was probably a, you'll never work in this business again. You've True. just cost us like tens yeah. of thousands exactly. of dollars. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For a lollipop. I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> Um, and then at the golf club at the end, mm-hmm. you've got an actual physical layer cake. Yes. Just to, yes. Just, just to drive it home. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that golf club, incidentally, was the setting for Goldfinger oh, to okay. further the Bond connection. Nice. Yeah. I think that's the only good food in it. Lo- yeah, lots of booze. Yeah, lots and lots, lots of booze. Lots of booze. Not, not so much and eating. <laughs> and lots of tea. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, favourite lines and can you use them in real life? Yeah, well, one of them I've already mentioned, which was, you're not in there because I like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, referring to you're not in that freezer. Yeah. Because I like it. Having just beaten him half to death using <laughs> said freezer. Um, and then I think the other one, for me, you, it might be one of yours too, so I do apologise if I pinch it, but I hate guns. But that one is really pretty. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I hate guns coming from James Bond. I know. It's particularly messy. Yeah. yeah. I do hindsight. feel like... Some of this film was structured around auditioning Daniel Craig you for James Bond, so? like pushing him and putting him out there. Yeah. For, yeah, come on, this man is your James Bond. Yeah, you do wonder if, if yeah, the the rumors must have been around. Yeah, they've um, got to be, haven't they? Because I there's too many little so. yeah moments yeah. where they're hinting at it. Definitely, yeah. But yes, of course, that's one of my favorite lines. Mm. I like if you want peace, plan for war, which apparently is an ancient Chinese. Oh, okay. The uh, dragon. I'll uh, I'll clean this up. Don't pee in my pocket and tell me it's raining. Quite <laughs> I like that. Like that one. It's <laughs> a good one. I feel like that's one you could use in every day. I think you could actually. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And the the exchange where uh, where dragon rings X, um, and he invites him round for breakfast. Come round for breakfast. I'll squeeze some juice, grind some coffee. Let's talk about this like adults. Do you know where I live? No. Well. Go away then. Off, <laughs> yes. yes. I think that's brilliant. <gasps> and oh. the, the best thing about that is that's a really cool thing to do. Yeah. But then later on <laughs> he's starting to regret say like a, yeah. like an actual grown up real yeah. person starting to think it may not have been the best thing Whereas to do. Whereas mates are going, What did you do that? You did, for? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> You've just really annoyed a hitman that was already potentially going to put exactly. the hit on you. Exactly. But still it's, it's, it's funny though. It's funny. It is very funny. Yeah, those are, those are my favourite. You can't mm-hmm. use too many of them in real life, but but there you go. <laughs> I, I don't have any worse lines apart from in the deleted scenes. Um, I did watch mm-hmm. the deleted scenes and just thought, yeah, <laughs> I see why you did that. Fair enough. I see why you did that. I'm going to bring in, could it start a franchise? Do we need a prequel or a sequel? Okay. Are you aware of the alternate endings? I heard that there was another ending required by Sony. There was. They wanted a happy ending. Yes, indeed. Yes. yes. So they had to film it, mm-hmm. which is just... They had to, all oh, right, so it yeah. actually does exist. It actually exists, yes, oh, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, it's on the two-disc edition of the film. Oh, okay. And they literally get into the car, mm-hmm. and they drive off into the sunset. Oh, happy, happy. Happy, happy. Right. Yeah. So they had to film that. Okay. So they secretly filmed the actual ending. Right. Um, and <laughs> slotted that in. Well, that explains a photo, like a still shot that I saw ah. on IMDb now, because there was a scene where it looks like Tammy and X uh-huh. are about to leave, like the, the, yeah. like she's leaning up against his car, Yeah, and I was thinking to myself... That's not in the film. That wasn't in the film. No. <gasps> if Sony, it, yes. so it's if Sony got their way, it would have been in the uh, film. There's also a, a okay. third ending okay. where they drive off, mm-hmm. but Sydney drives after them. Oh. So... Yeah. Oh, kind of leaving it open-ended? Or? Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, okay. yeah. But also, according to the writer, mm-hmm. he doesn't die at the end. Right, okay. That's good to know. Because if you watch it, he doesn't He doesn't actually die mm-hmm. on screen. No, he doesn't. doesn't. He looks like he's about to, he looks, but he he's does, not. Yeah. But there's a sequel. Yeah. Not a sequel film. Uh-huh. There's a sequel book. Oh, right, okay. There's an actual so sequel book. So he definitely doesn't die. No way. There's a sequel book. Um, oh. And I went down a rabbit hole with this. <laughs> um, there's a sequel book, and many, many internet rumours uh, have it slated as a potential Netflix series right. starring Jason Statham. 
Oh no. As eggs. <laughs> <laughs> now I love the steak. Do you know? But I'm not sure he's right for. I don't know. I don't know. He could, I think he could do. I feel like if he'd have just said to me, "Guess who? They've got slated." <laughs> I nearly it. did, but I thought we'd be here a while before you got to Jason's I don't know. Day, I feel like I might have actually just blurted that one out <laughs> quite early on. Um, yeah, it's called Viva la Madness. In all fairness, the book doesn't have brilliant reviews. No. So, um, but there you go. A potential sequel was in the works okay. and still kind of is. There's mm-hmm. rumours floating around, but um, as of yet, nothing committed to, right. to film. See, one of my nitpicks of the film, and it is, it's only a little nitpick, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never read the book, so I don't know if the character of X sort of develops more throughout the film yeah. and changes as uh-huh. a result of his experiences. Yes, yeah. I'm assuming he doesn't too much. I'm assuming the ending is quite close yeah. to the book. Uh-huh. Um, but I feel like he's he starts off doing his voiceover at the beginning of the film. He's very he cocky and self-assured and... I've got my plan, this is how I work my life, everything's mm-hmm. going to plan, life is great, life is this. And he, he seems like he owns it and, you know, he's going to rub people up the wrong way maybe that have been in the game a lot longer than that when he thinks that he can just make his money and then bin them all off uh-huh. and disappear. And I feel like all the experiences that he then has throughout the film where everything falls apart mm-hmm. um, and he essentially becomes a murderer and a proper hands-on dirty drug dealer yeah you feel like it would have changed him enough Mm -hmm. at the end of the film that he wouldn't still be so So arrogant and so definitely you know yeah like cocky about it all and yet he is and so when freddie turns up at the end and pops him i think well yeah fair enough yeah fair enough because you've clearly not learned anything you still think you can just get away with it i think that's why it's the better ending yeah i i think it is a a great ending Mm -hmm. um definitely would have been disappointed if it had got to ride off into the sunset definitely i think that would have been a real fake out and a real be honest i like the ending with with sydney cradling his gun in the car and then going after them Mm -hmm. because then that's like you can make up your own ending. Yeah, yeah, that would have been fine. But too. as is, he gets shot. He doesn't. You don't see him die. Mm-hmm. You know, but like you say, maybe he comes round in hospital. You know, dusts himself up, and then just carries on as normal. Well, that's it. Because if the sequel of the book is called Viva La Madness, it exactly. sounds to me like he's still not learnt his lesson, exactly. having just been shot in the chest. Yes. So, yeah. I I, w- I would like to to have like you said that that option available to me that Sydney follows them, mm-hmm. shoots him in the head. And then that's, <laughs> that, that's that, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't miss this time, doesn't yeah. apologise either. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. No, you're right, you're right. But these are gen- the generally morally reprehensible characters mm-hmm. anyway, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. I suppose, I don't know, Matthew Vaughan, I suppose, doesn't really go into the depths of PTSD and whatnot. It's just, it's no. not really his um, his thing, is it really? No. As you say, I, I get the impression the book's quite, quite gritty and... yeah perhaps doesn't explore these things but um yeah, yeah like maybe right. they could have give freddie a bit of a like renting from train spotting sort of mm-hmm. ending where he goes and sorts x out and then that's a bit of a wake-up call to him to sort Possibly. his life out yeah yeah you know he's a bit more of a damaged soul isn't he i guess he's yeah he kind of looks even though he does shoot x at the end he's a bit more of an innocent soul because he's he just is. he doesn't he can't he look after himself no he can't no he's no. a bit of a hot mess I think as well that bit of dialogue, that voiceover at the end where it's he's reeling off all the people that have died, mm. and then he says my name, 
Yeah. You almost expect him to say, it's Bond. <laughs> James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Of course he doesn't. I just think that's really cheesy. Yeah, and if is. you knew that, you'd be as clever as me. Yeah. Oh, that's a dreadful... I, why well, did I not write that down on the words lines? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> because it's a really cheesy line. Yeah, that is terrible. Really, yeah. it's terrible. It is. It's not good. But mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll let him off. Under other business, I also mm-hmm. wrote throughout the film, apparently there are 210 words four letter words beginning with f or variants thereof oh okay so it's quite a lot it is Mm. um so then sort of thinking about that could you watch this with your mum uh not with my mum i don't think well not only that (laughs) but not if you would want to explain every single (laughs) connection as you go along (laughs) well that's the other reason i wouldn't watch it with my mum but definitely why is he talking to her? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, that no, definitely not. But yeah, yeah there's quite a bit. Foot words. That's a um, lot of mint balls. That is awful lot of mint yeah. balls. There's some nudity, but sometimes it's Daniel Craig, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah. We're okay with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite a bit of violence, but mm. again, it's not gory violence, is it? You know, but no, I don't think it's one I could watch with me mum. No, definitely no. not. No, the soundtrack is fabulous. Yeah. I, I think that just the, the tunes on the soundtrack are just brilliant. She sells Sanctuary, you can put that in anything. And it's just amazing. Apparently it was only a temp track as well. They put it on right. and they were like, oh, this is really cheesy. And they were mm-hmm. like, oh, actually, it's pretty good. I've got yeah. to say, so for me, I don't know if it's because I wasn't really familiar with most of the tunes. The only tune that I actually uh-huh. recognised was um, Duran Duran. Okay. Um because that is literally okay. the only one that I've written down. I've literally got a list of, like, <laughs> the soundtrack is amazing, yeah. So that was the only one that I actually recognised without having to, like, look, look it, it up. up. Okay, um, okay. But what I will say for the soundtrack is that at no point did mm-hmm. I think, what on earth is this music? Or, yeah. did I, or did the music take me out of the scene or anything? That's, no. So for me, I thought it was That's all really, yeah, yeah. winner. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It seemed to just suit what was going on. In the film at the time, absolutely. Good Apparently, the, um, the the again they had "Gimme Shelter," uh, Rolling Stones down as a temp track, mm-hmm. and then thought again with with a small budget, there's no way we'll be able to afford Aww. it. But one of the Stones saw the film, and so obviously must have seen a you know a, a, an early draft mm-hmm. and loved it and said you can have it. Oh, that's so nice. Yes, because otherwise again that would have been their entire budget gone. Yeah, definitely. So um, yeah. So you've got some stones, some XTC, Star Sailor. I had to look up... Um, oh, okay. But yeah, there's uh, the Star Sailor track, the Scissor Sisters track. Oh, You, well, you wouldn't recognise it, because I didn't recognise it. Okay. And then when I listened to it on the soundtrack, you don't get any of the vocals, I don't think, in the film. Right. You just get the intro. Okay. Because um, I was just thinking, I, I, I was an early days Scissor Sisters right? fan. Yeah. But I didn't recognise that. I believe it's called Tits on the Radio. Ah, okay, right. Yeah, I didn't pick it up in the film, but I but know the just, song. But it is just, yeah, it's just like the intro, but it just fits perfectly. Right. But yeah, it's it's kind of like a jukebox mm-hmm. soundtrack, which brings me to um, other film references. Yeah. I don't think there's too many, but it makes me think of, it made me think of like Goodfellas. Yeah. You know, where you've got the, you know, the songs running through it, mm-hmm. um, you know, and obviously the, the structure of the gangland, um, yeah. you know, the the... the the managers and the middle managers and whatnot mm-hmm. and moving around and being made and you and know then being dropped again. <laughs> and then being dropped again, exactly. Yes, from a green yeah. Hat. <laughs> definitely. 
from an almost um, great height. And the untouchables. And the untouchables, you just, I just love it. It's in yeah. my top ten. I love it. Mm-hmm. But the bit in the golf club where they're all sat around the table just makes me think of yeah. that scene in the untouchables where they get the picture taken. And also, the only one that I think is an actual, genuine film reference, mm-hmm. the woman with the pram at the assassination. <laughs> Surely that's a battleship <laughs> Potemkin slash untouchables yeah, <laughs> reference. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I don't think I picked out any more, but that one made me very no. excited. I was like, oh, there's a woman with a pram. <laughs> How silly literate. Yeah. Made me think of Untouchables, definitely. Yes. Yeah, I think that's all in terms of film references. Mm-hmm. Um, has it dated? Um, not... I don't really think it has. I think... Has it dated? I don't think it's dated as in it, it seems old-fashioned or yeah. anything like that. Um, other than the attitudes towards women, which we've already covered in some depth. Yes. But um, I think it's it's definitely, it, it dates itself, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. You can tell when it's set and yeah. when it's shot because of the phones. Because you've, got, <laughs> yes. you've got two two phone box scenes, mm-hmm. obviously one of which is where X is trying to be anonymous when yeah. he's reporting Kinky's death. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is Gaza. I can't think who he's phoning, but there's another one. That... But he's on the lamb as well, isn't he? Exactly. And he's using the phone box, yeah. yeah. But they've just started to get mobile phones, mm-hmm. but they're a bit rubbish. Yes. Um, they're not the kind of all singing, all dancing phones. And I think I think it might be in a deleted scene, Call Meanie's phone goes off and it is the Nokia theme. Which immediately just puts... It puts you right in the time. I miss the old Nokias. It? I know, I yeah. know. Bring back the 90s Nokias. Yeah, indestructible Nokia phones. Yeah. yeah. The... See Miss Sienna Miller with her introduction, the smoking in the yeah. club. Just smoking inside is, in films. Yeah, just is so, so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But also, it made me chuckle, the fact that in that scene, like, Tammy's trying to entice yes. X uh-huh. and she's doing, like, all this, like, eye contact dancing. Yeah. But with a fag hanging out of her mouth or in her fingers and I'm it's like, oh, so... girl. <laughs> Again, that probably does People date People used it. to think that looked yes, nice. Exactly. And it's, ah. it's so unattractive. Yeah. So unattractive. Yeah. But you're right, yeah. yeah that kind of does date it. Yeah, it because date that's it. not cool anymore. No. <laughs> no. Definitely not. Uh, is it COVID safe? The only thing I had down for this was um, I enjoyed the use of face masks and gloves in the drug production <laughs> facility, obviously taking the workplace COVID safety <laughs> very seriously. Fairly certain it was not to do with COVID. <laughs> do you think? <laughs> just maybe, just maybe. Maybe, maybe. There you go. Um, <laughs> but it's funny, you never, you literally, you used to see face masks mm-hmm. in films all the time. Yeah. When people were in labs and, you know, uh, <laughs> drug production. Mm. You never used to think anything of it, did you? No. But like these days, you're like, oh, COVID. You just see a mask. <laughs> oh, COVID. I think that's, I think I, I've got that as, as our film wrapped up, unless you have any other business. I've not. I think we've kind of covered it all along the way. I think the only other business, we the, the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Bond. Yeah. Who's next? Oh. Because this was this was Daniel Craig's calling card, mm-hmm. this film, wasn't it? Yes. He made this film, Barbara Broccoli, watched the film, presumably, yeah. as legend has it, and went, yes, that's Bond. Yeah. Um, Good call, Barbara. Absolutely, yeah. So Daniel Craig is now coming to the end of his... Mm-hmm. Time in that role. The end, end. I mean, you know, several years too late, some would say. Oh, 
His knees might say that. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> all, all his body might be going, yeah, yeah. this should have ended like... I did, I'm looking forward to whatever it's called. No Time to Die. It just mm-hmm. seems like it's been absolutely... I don't feel like I've already seen it. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to it, but I have to say that I just think Skyfall would have been the perfect ending. Yeah. It I just felt like the perfect ending. Yeah. It felt like it. Everything was tied up. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see what they do. Yeah. But this is definitely been... it. I would have been happy if they'd have left it with Skyfall, but yeah. I would have been sad to lose Daniel Craig in the franchise yeah, so soon because yeah. I think he is like a very very good Bond. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's done an amazing job. So who's next? Um, well, I'd see. I've got this theory. Mm-hmm. I, I promise I won't rant on too long. That's fine. Um, go, go. Rant I, away. I've got this feel. Uh, this feeling that don't don't cry, viewers, <laughs> listeners. Um, but I don't think James Bond. Mm-hmm. is going to make it to the end of this film. Do you think? Yes. Because I feel like they've, they, you know, like you said, they could have ended it with Skyfall. Yeah. And then they technically ended it with Spectre. Yes. You know, he had his yeah. happy ending yeah. and drove off into the sunset. That would yeah. have been it. And yeah. he was happy for it to be it. Mm-hmm. So now they've kind of got nowhere to go. Mm. They've got yeah. nowhere to go. And looking at the trailer, the stakes are like worldwide yeah you know high it's not just oh it's potentially going to start a a war in this country Uh or it's going to like ruin our secret service missions in this place or whatever Mm. it's literally it sounds like the world is at stake and if they don't stop it that is it for everybody and so i think that james bond is not going to be any more after this film and they're just going to carry on the 007 mantle yeah because it's already been taken over in the yeah. film yeah mm. your girl That's interesting. your girl i'm yes. so sorry that i don't know your name we'll put it in in post footnote i think we're thinking of lashana lynch a british actor who has achieved a seemingly stratospheric rise from british tv like the bill and silent witness to 2019's captain marvel and now bond you go girl Actress that looks amazing in yeah she in does the look amazing trailer. trailer. She's yeah. already 007 yeah. and so I think that I mean you know I'm probably wrong because there's many reasons that they wouldn't do that mm-hmm. yeah because they'd probably lose a lot of fans mm. mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah that's my theory yeah it, it's a wild one I think that's the only way they could they could make uh, in inverted commas a female James mm-hmm. Bond mm-hmm. Um, I'd argue with whether we need to do that. Yeah, you know, because whilst we're all about you know the equality yeah. around here, I don't think that necessarily means putting women in every role that, yeah. that men have traditionally been in. Mm-hmm. But like you said, yeah, having a a, a female double or seven, yeah, is a is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Whether it would work, as you say, in such a massive franchise, it's worth so much money. Yeah, I don't think they would take the. They're risk. not going to let it go. That I wouldn't easily, think they would they take the risk. No. Yeah. No, I don't. But we certainly need more representation, mm-hmm. definitely. Because um, even some of the more recent Bond films have had some questionable female roles yeah. uh, in them. They're getting better, not mm-hmm. as bad as they were uh, yeah. you know, in the, the 60s and 70s, but it's getting better. But there's still been some bits in recent films where I've felt a bit uncomfortable and thought, ooh, mm-hmm. you know. I think, which one was it where uh, Bond basically creeps up on a woman in the shower? 
you know, and you're like, oh man, it's, no, uh, it's we Skyfall. Is it Skyfall? Yeah, yeah. It's like we and don't she's kind do of invited him, but no, just don't. Yeah, we don't. No, we don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's that one that I'm thinking of. Like, another one. another one. <laughs> yeah. But there you go. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously, many people have said Tom Hardy. I love Tom Hardy, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's right at this point. I don't think he's ever going to be right, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. I think we had a suave Bond, and then now we've got a rough and ready, you know, yeah. can handle himself, quite stocky, mm-hmm. you know, um, can can dress up, can also dress down, yeah. you know, and look rough and ready kind of thing. Yeah, I think Tom Hardy would be the same type of Bond. Yeah, definitely. So I don't think they will go for him, even though, you know, obviously lots of people think that's going to happen. I think we need a different bond. Mm -hmm. And I know, I don't know, I like Tom Hiddleston. I prefer Tom Hiddleston when he's doing his Loki shtick rather than his Bond shtick. Let's (laughs) let's put it out there. But he has done the same thing with Night Manager. Mm Mm-hmm that Daniel Craig did with Layer Cake. Yeah. You know, he's put it's himself kind of out an audition, there, though. hasn't yeah. he? Exactly. So I think that would be a really easy choice to mm-hmm. make. And I think he could do it. Yeah. You know. I I would pick Henry Cavill for, for the win. Absolutely. If we were going to carry on James yeah. Bond as he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Henry Cavill's got it for me because he can. He looks like the suave, sophisticated, old-school yes. style James Bond. We saw that in Man from Uncle. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but obviously is proven in plenty of films and now The Witcher that he can yes. very much hold his own and, and take on like all the physicality of Definitely. what you kind of want from Bond films now. Yeah, true, true. Um, so yeah, I, I'd be happy for Henry Cavill too. I, I, have, uh, I have an outside interest in um, James Norton and Jack O'Connell. Right. Who I must admit, I sometimes think of the same person. <laughs> <laughs> they don't look very much like each other, but when yeah. they kind of when 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 Jack O'Connell dresses up, mm-hmm. you know, does the kind of suave thing. Yeah. You know, I, I did used to get confused between them. It's like a Jessica Chastain, Bryce Dallas Howard thing. <laughs> um, so um, either of those, I'd be happy with. Yeah. In fact, I wouldn't even know the difference. Yeah. But um, Jack O'Connell, I really like. I think mm-hmm. he's a really fab. Um, actor and I think he yeah. could do it but I think again he might have the same problem that someone like Tom Hardy would yeah. whereas he's a bit too rough and ready yeah a bit too um, similar James Norton I think yeah, might be able to do it mm-hmm. we'll see mm-hmm. we're going to be completely wrong well maybe maybe they're going to like do what a lot of other franchises have done and split off and, and create two they could so maybe they're going to have a 007 franchise with True. a new 007 yeah. agent lady yeah and maybe they'll continue James Bond in a more independent Maybe. Direction where yeah. he's working for himself rather than His Majesty's service. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could happen. I think it's sad to say, I think Idris Elba's missed the boat. Yeah. That I would have loved to have seen. Yeah. But And I think they might have just announced um, another series of Luther as well, so I feel <gasps> like he's really? going to be... Oh my word, I'm very excited. I feel like, that's the case. or it's rumoured at least. It might but be announced. He threw his coat then, away. I feel like. <laughs> have to get a new coat. <laughs> I'm sure they'll get him a coat that was even better than the last. Do you think? I'm not sure they can. Um, so I feel like maybe he's going to have committed. If that is true, yeah. will he be yeah. committed now for mm-hmm. a year or two with that? And the, there's rumours of uh, uh, The Suicide Squad too, mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, I I liked it. Oh, I liked it. I've not I even seen it, it and much. I just I can't. I liked it very much. Can't. 
<laughs> on that bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably end. <laughs> so thank you for listening. If you are listening, if you are listening, God bless you. Yeah, and um, don't forget to check us out on social media. Check us out on social media. Tell everyone you know. Because you know what? Um, yeah, I think we're getting a little bit better at this. Yeah, I feel so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's damning with faint praise. When we remember to charge batteries and when stuff we remember as well, to charge it's the even better. It's brilliant. Yeah, yes, we yes. are slick. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Boom. Oh, <laughs> now there's a cat who wants to be fed. Hello. Hello, everyone's a critic. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>